0: Yeah, it's Mr. Anka, Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah, check.
1: Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, B soccer, too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's
2: fantasy sports and politics, crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy sports and politics, crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Cool. Uh. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, like on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a Thursday night edition of the FSP Crew Show. I am your host, JT, a.k.a. The Master, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Chef the Joker. And we make up the FSB crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. Say that again. Is 347-637-3220 is the place to be. If you want to talk to Jeff or me, also have a chat room sitting out there for your convenience. Ask a question. Make a statement or a comment in there. You get in what you put out. Well, excuse me. Let me reverse that. You put in. Excuse me. You get in. yeah you get whatever you put into it how's that oh my god uh i got my brain froze up there for a minute. whatever anyway without further ado we got a a half hour show um lately it's been a half hour show i promise you it's going to expand but for now it's just we're in half an hour um so let me bring my esteemed co-host a guy from jersey they call him the joker uh, you put them both together, and it's Jeff the Joker. What's up, my man?
1: Hey, Jerry. You know, you know what it is? It's What's like uh, back in the day buying records. You got, yep. you had EPs and LPs. You know, yep. EP yep. was extended play, yep. and, and LP was long play. But sometimes those EPs were really good. You know, it's yes, like maybe they were. four or five songs, but they were all killer, no filler. You know, right, and, right. And, and then when CD became the main format they could hold more music so a lot of bands would put you know 60 70 minutes on a CD mm-hmm. but you know you know maybe 20 30 minutes of that was filler you know but it also it justified the higher price you know yeah, um yeah. so uh you know hey we're we're EP you know that you know what that's called that's called a quality show yeah
2: you know, so. <laughs> yeah man D- there is nothing like listening to a vinyl album i still I still like to listen to a vinyl album, even though CDs have that digital quality. there's just something listening to and and the thing about it is this um when you listen to something like that, and, and this is just my opinion, you listen to something like that on an o- older stereo system. Not something new, you listen to the old stereo system that's got some quality to it, and you, you, it brings out um it's just got a certain sound um call me old school i'm sixty two years old maybe it it is meets me and, and and um uh whatever, but I still like to listen to a vinyl um every now and then so.
1: oh anyway yeah, i mean you know the th- thing is with that uh You know, you just got to clean up the records a little and, uh, you know, get a new needle once in a while and it'll still sound pretty good.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Where do I start? Let's start here. I'm going to start with your team, Jeff. And 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 you know where I'm going with your team. The lucky number 13, uh, Mr. O.B.J., Um. Old Baby is what I should call him. Not Old BJ or Old old Beckham. Uh, Old Baby is what I called him because um, I could not believe what I was actually seeing when they were playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Um, Was it on Monday night, if I'm I'm mistaken, or whatever it was?
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, it was Monday night. Yeah,
2: Monday night. Showcased everybody that likes watching the NFL is absolutely watching, including the players, the Minnesota Vikings, hosting the New York Football Giants. And who was the show for all the wrong reasons? Rather than make spectacular pa- uh, catches, which he only made three for 23 yards, Mr. Old Baby decided to put on a display like he did with Josh Norman last year. Why? Because... <laughs> I had to say it, but it's what he is. Why? I hate to say it, but he may have some of that Johnny Manziel in him. Um, He does come from a a set of parents that were athletic parents and, um, I I don't know, treated him like, uh, I guess, gold, brought him up, uh, and and, and from what I'm seeing – on what I'm seeing on the field is like if he can't get his way, he throws a temper tantrum. Um and it seems like it's 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 the modus operandi for anybody who wants to get under Odell Beckham's skin. I mean it was for all the world to see on Monday night. If you didn't, if you thought it was a, a, a um, something, an anomaly, or something that wouldn't happen again, from what, what happened last year with Josh Norman, you're sadly mistaken, people. You saw it on display. Everybody saw it on display. He completely lost it on the field and off the field, and even his quarterback. Now Eli Manning and Jeff, I'm going to give you all you want to say about this. Eli Manning has critical things to say about him. Tom Coughlin, the old coach of the New York Football Giants, offered to for, offered to give him some help.
1: He has got yeah, yeah, me, right? I, yeah, yeah. Because because Coughlin did such a great job last year. You know, <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who takes pride in, in 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 finding guys on the practice squad who wear white after Labor Day. But he played pocket pool while uh, OBJ, which stands for One Big Joke, ran amuck during the Carolina game. So screw Tom Coughlin.
2: Okay, I'm 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 just putting it out there. I'm going to give you some more stuff to talk. Um, and even Giants Mike Sullivan calls opposing players not mad enough to take on Odell. Now they they're mad enough to take Odell Beckham on. Um, and no, and you know that gets around the league. DB's definitely going to be talking to each other. The, the 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 about the word on the street and how to get under his skin, whether it was with the physical play or whether it was something verbal. Um he he absolutely lost it on Monday night and he he promised to clean up his act. This this came out today cuz he said he's setting a bad example for the kids, but I don't think he can control himself if Someone come, get, jumps up in his face like uh, um, the DBs that did in Minnesota. Um, I don't know why it hadn't, hadn't taken place. Maybe it did uh, uh, in, on a very limited basis in the first three games before the fourth game on Monday night. But it really was on display with the whole world to see on Monday night. Talk to me, Jeff.
1: Man, you know, uh, if, if I, I can't stand Beckham. I really can't stand him, and I can't think of too many other Giant players who I disliked as much as him. Um, The only one I could think of was in a different category, Christian Peter, because he had a real rap sheet when the Giants signed him, but he did stay out of trouble when he was with the Giants, but they never should have signed that guy, and like a lot of those kind of people, they got a different song and dance for every day of the week. Now. Mm -hmm. People tend to immature, tend to lump the immature jerks like Beckham with the criminal guys, and totally different, you know I think I'd almost rather have a criminal than a punk like Beckham and <laughs> oh wow if, if, I, if, I, if I could have a word with that guy because first of all, he should have learned these lessons on the playground. I don't know where he went to school, you know right. uh, maybe he was homeschooled or something. Um, you know, if I could say something to him, I'd be like, "You brought that poop on yourself." You know, I mm-hmm. mean that's the bottom line. He thinks they're all out to get him. He got away with a lot of stuff in that game. Sure he, he did. He bumped the ref. I mean, it wasn't like he hit the ref, but you're, you, all you got to do is any contact with the ref, you're out of the game. He bumped the ref. He shoved off. He didn't get flagged for shoving off, which is nothing, you know. But you know what? I was trying to think of uh, an example. Uh, I was talking to somebody. It's like if I if I go speeding on the highway, I get a ticket. I'm ticked off. But I did it. Uh, maybe a hundred other people were doing it, but they didn't get pulled over. Oh, well, that's life. You know what I'm saying? And right. this guy, you know, he, he's got, because of the way he looks and his talent and his history, he's driving a hundred miles an hour with a tricked-out ride, and he's pissed off the cops are pulling him over. Mm-hmm. Well, if if you got the tricked-out ride and whatever – uh you better have your registration and insurance up to date you know i am try- i don't know i think that's a good uh uh a uh, metaphor you know i mean mm-hmm. and I, I just saw a a football life a new one on n f l network about one of the classic uh n f l wide receiver divas um uh chad johnson and uh you know Some of these guys, like, you know, they compare Beckham to the Chad Johnsons and guys like that. But usually those guys, and I I was thinking about the T.O.'s and the Randy Mosses, they kept it together inside the lines, you know. I mean, you know, and and the sideline stuff wasn't that bad, but he's screwing up during the play. You don't do that, you know. I mean, he quit on one play, could have led to the interception. You can't do that. You know, right? Um,
2: right.
1: And it's funny because I, I had a there was a couple things missing from the the Chad Johnson uh, football life, but he he's uh he wasn't a bad guy, and some of his antics were amusing. You know, I mean, you no know, big deal. He danced in the end zone and stuff like that. He you know he, he had a lot of he was a lot of fun. He had talent. You know, he, he was he was having fun. I, I think he was trying to entertain the fans, and uh, he, he's not a bad guy. You know. Um you know, but uh, you know, did, did you know? Ah, man, I I just can't stand Beckham. I mean, okay, ah, uh, oh, I I, I just can't. And and I'm curious. I think probably at the end of next year his contract is up. But he's one of these guys. It's uh, who who wants to trade for him? And it's one of those things they would want a lot for him. They nobody wa- at this point because he's so nuts. He, you know, who would want to give up two first round draft picks for a guy like that? Well, well you, know? you
2: you would have to, you would have to think too, Jeff, somebody and, and, and ev- all these teams, when they see a talent, um, like that, they, they, um, and it's, and it possibly available to them. Uh, they they have the mentality that they can fix whatever's wrong with the guy. Um, uh, and, and that's what a lot of guys that have a talent that move throughout the league. Um, some of them get fixed. Some of them don't, some of them, the, uh, the the um, issues follow him to whatever team they go to.
1: We got a. The, the uh,
2: thing, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead. The thing that scares me about a guy like him is he could do like a Ricky Williams and retire or, or quit or something like that. You know what I mean? Because I think he's that kind of guy. You know, and and, and you, you never know. He could just walk off the team or do something and get suspended. I mean, he this guy is is a is a real piece of work to put it nicely.
2: Okay. We got Carl on the line. He's been patiently waiting on the line. Um, I'm going to bring him in now. Carl from the 404, welcome to the uh, FSP Crew Show. State your name and let us know what you got to say, my man.
0: Yeah, this is Naj in Atlanta, man.
2: What's going on? What's up,
0: Naj? Hey, Naj.
2: You must be feeling pretty good about now, aren't you?
0: No, not really, man. You know how it goes, man. Didn't get nothing today. I should have. Okay. Thursday night game is not really a celebration, you know what I mean? You don't feel like getting the booze, you know? You know. Well, what
2: what what I'm talking about is the uh uh I think you're a Falcons fan and your Falcons are rolling uh for the first four games. What's your, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Uh I don't buy scratch-off tickets. And I don't buy uh, cars from uh, used car lots from the '90s. Like I, I don't, I don't go for okie doke hustles, man. We'll see how it plays out, but oh, no, nah, wow. I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying wow, it. Wow, we'll really? they mm-hmm. They've been
2: playing lights out, man. Well, they're gonna have a, a pretty good test uh, this week. They uh, go to uh, um, Denver, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, well if, if I'm correct. Uh in history, uh, they were five and zero last year, right
2: <laughs> Good point, yes, they were,
0: damn <laughs> yeah, man I've seen okay. this dance a few times, so it is what it is we'll we'll see we'll see hopefully so uh but okay. yeah you you guys are talking Beckham yeah this this Beckham story's been blown way out of proportion uh emotional guy blowing up uh the the thing that's really really kind of hitting close to home. And kind of bothering me, though, is will we see a media storm based on gay slurs pretty soon? Because the NFL brotherhood, there's a certain certain way that you respect things on the field. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean in the form of what's being said. I mean in the form of saying things to the media. I was Mm -hmm. really worried that Beckham would get on the train of they called me this, therefore. And if he does that, that, that could cause some serious problems for the league and we can start seeing stupid fines and, and kind of kind of like what they tried to do to cap last year, So where they tried to take uh, culture and, and slang and identity and tried to regulate that within the NFL space, which it can't be done. Uh, this is damn near gladiator sport, so you're not going to clean it up and sanitize it. But uh, he, he's an emotional guy. He, he, he acts ridiculous at certain points, but he's going to figure out the game, and the game is when you're a – face-of-the-franchise-type talent, uh, you have Hall of Fame potential, what you'll understand is don't be the second guy. And if he just conducts himself in the way that all other faces conduct themselves, he'll start getting ticky-tack calls, called for him. Uh, he'll start getting uh, DBs, you know, uh, getting flags thrown just for getting a little handsy. And this could really go to his advantage if he understood that. Right now he's reacting which is totally the wrong reaction to have because, hell, you're really talented. The DB wants to stop you. This is helping him? Hell yeah, he's going to do it. Matter of fact, if I'm the coach and you're not doing it, I'm going to have to take you out the game, bro. Like, we need you to get at this dude and really bother him. And and he's showing he can be bothered. So this is on him uh, as far as figuring it out. But once he does, it's going to be a problem. And the people who are talking about him now, are going to be talking about the calls that he gets in a few years because that's where this is going because that's the only way he wins in this. But reacting and trying to fight back against DBs, uh, there's no wins there. It's a stupid way to play this right now.
2: Okay. Well, um, talking about uh, uh, watching um, NFL games, I um, saw something on the uh, net. And I've I sort of for a couple days, and, and uh, since I got to, we got we have this form. I want to bring it up and get your guys' opinions on it. Supposedly, well, I shouldn't say supposedly; it, it, it's a fact. Fewer people have been watching the NFL on TV this year. Um, the NFL previously had said nothing about it. Now the NFL has, and it's along the lines of all as well. We're missing some stars out there. Uh indeed they are in part because they suspended one of the greatest players in league history on the trumped up Trump charge, which is Tom Brady. It also said that it previously experienced slow rating starts, but that the league ultimate had done just fine. Some others say that it's uh because of the election and some people are paying more t- attention to the election uh um cycle than than um than the uh, NFL and, and and some say that it it's because and someone who who i uh, uh associate with every day uh said that uh, and he happened to mention it to me that it could be because of uh and i can't I find it hard to believe is because uh, across the league uh guys have taken a stance in, in, which started with Colin Kaepernick either taking a knee sitting down raising the fist with uh, with a hand or um, intertwining or uh, enjo- joining uh, arms together, or elbow, locking elbows together, um, when the uh, national anthem is played before each and every football game, uh, and, and it and it, it takes takes some people off in, different, in certain segment of the society that uh, they've refused or not wanting to watch the football game, which doesn't make any sense to me. For the simple fact is, it's only what a minute. If that uh, in the beginning of uh, um, the football game, and then the football game goes on as as scheduled with no other kind of um, demonstrations, so to speak. So I, I want to get your uh, ideas or, or thoughts on why why you think that the NFL um, is the ratings are lower than norm than the norm for whatever reason. Uh, I'm going to Nas first, and then we talk to Jeff.
0: Yeah, uh, that that point about saying it's, it's the protest at the beginning, like you said, that brief protest uh, during, uh, during the anthem, uh, I, I seriously doubt that's what it is because the people who are football fans who would get really upset about something like that, uh, they're either going to change the channel or they're going to watch it to see who does it, who they can aim their vitriol at on social media. So that that's not something that's going to make a football fan stop watching football if they're upset at somebody for, you know, uh, taking a knee that's more of, uh, you know, that old Howard Stern theory about the people who hated Howard listened more uh, than the people who actually liked him. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's that. I think it's more of that Mark Cuban critique to where he talked about pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Uh, These Thursday night games are not a good product. Uh, You're actually watering down the product throughout the league uh, because you're causing people to play so quickly without much, you know, turnaround on it. And uh, I would say the rules, which, you know, All of us can talk all of that we're health, you know, we're concerned about health, we're concerned about concussions and all this other stuff, but there's something in us that wants to see 90s hits, 90s rough football and all of that. So the the changes to the league as far as making it a passing league uh, through the rules, uh, making it a more high-scoring league through the rules, not through, uh, you know, real advancement as far as tactics or players, uh, that probably has turned away some of the, the, you know, more – Hardcore fan base so they're losing a little But I, I think Cuban hit it on the head I think it's more of the NFL Trying to drive these games in London And trying to do these Thursday night games And stuff like that uh, Scarcity is the best resource for the NFL We love football Don't feed us too much Leave us asking for more And people will keep showing up but, And as far as the election We're in America man We are not that politically engaged To where elections can stop us from football Or anything else Uh, We are very apathetic. So
2: that's my piece on it. Talk to me, Jeff.
0: You know, I'd
1: just like to add on to what Nas said. Um, You know, I think it was Walt Disney who said, uh, always leave them wanting more. And I think that's why the NFL is so popular, because, you know, during baseball season, there's a game every night. During basketball season, there's a game every night. It's not like that with the NFL, And I think on Sunday, because there was that 930 game, which is kind of like the NFL equivalent of daylight savings. Because when you go to bed on Saturday night, you're like, I don't want to forget about the early game. You know, it's like um, that might have hurt the ratings for the late game because, you know, it's kind of hard to watch four games in one day. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's why. I, I don't think the NFL should expand. 32 teams is plenty. You look at the game tonight, you look at the quarterback matchups. Could you imagine if every game had a matchup like uh, John Stelton, is that the guy in Arizona's name, against no, Blame Gabbert? I mean, Drew, yeah, Drew that's Standard. Drew Stanton. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And Blame uh, uh Fortunately, there's only a few other teams that have quarterbacks of that caliber uh, that 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 hurts the fan appeal. Um, that's why I don't want to see the NFL expand to 18 games because they talk about the safety and the health. And then, you know, the, these guys would uh, stab the mother in the eye for a nickel. So, uh, you know, they, the owners wanted to add two games, which is insane. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So, uh, you know, they got to realize, you know, don't – don't don't bleed it dry, you know? Um they got a good thing going. Don't don't kill the golden goose.
2: Speaking of the gold. <laughs> Excuse me. you all right, Jeff. Speaking of the golden goose, this is the last thing I'm going to bring up uh briefly here. Um and you probably can do a uh a program on it. But I happen to see this on Pro Football Talk uh about a, a DB in the um on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh a safety, I should say. Malcolm Jenkins said Thursday a lot of guys talk politics but usually not about Trump those might get a little heated depending on who you're talking to there's some hardcore Trump fans in this locker room which is fine um and uh you, you can imagine and I, I'm, I can go into the uh, um, the article usually in this locker room everybody's in the top tax bracket the Republican party is usually nice on the pockets that's probably the number one reason but personally the rest of my family is not in this tax bracket so I usually tend to vote for the majority of who my loved ones who who my loved ones are um uh and uh, I can best believe that Malcolm Jenkins probably um echoes um uh, the sentiment of a lot of guys in a lot of different locker rooms all across the league uh and, and that the the talk of politics, um, I don't know if the coaches, because of the uh, political climate leading up to this uh, presidential election, have, have brought it up. I can't say that they have. I can't say that they haven't. Um, or it's just an unwritten rule because of what's been, what's been going on for the last year or so uh, leading up to the election, that guys have shied away from really talking hardcore politics in the locker room. Um, but um, you know that it can be a touchy touchy subject in a NFL locker room, much less on the street um, mm-hmm. talking politics. Uh, I want to get your thought on uh, that, Jeff, and then I go to Nas.
1: You know, I mean, the NFL locker room is different than most workplaces. Me, I, I don't usually talk about politics at work. You know, there's a lot of things I don't like to talk about at work. It's just – it makes life easier, you know. It really does. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it, it, you know, it's just it's it's not worth it. You know, you're really with the coworkers. You know, uh, you you want to keep it light. You know,
0: talk to me, Nas. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, man. This this is a real interesting time, just because you have somebody like Trump running. Uh, I would say the unpopularity of Hillary is the only reason Trump is actually viable. Uh, You put a normal, everyday, staunch Republican in there, and I think they probably would have whooped Hillary, and I don't think you'd have this kind of contention that you have now. Like, if somebody's voting for a normal Republican, I think their teammates would see, okay, we just have a difference of ideals. But when, uh, you know, majority black league uh, has teammates that are white, of course, especially offensive linemen, quarterbacks, You know, uh, kicking positions. Uh, If they're siding with Trump, that goes against so much of of what black people see as what they face uh, in America and calling it either paranoia or things that uh, don't exist, that there comes a certain disrespect to it, to where it's like, okay, I can understand you being a Republican. Uh, You know, you have your values, you have your thoughts, you have your ideas, nothing wrong with that. But that guy. So I, I, I'm sure, you know, that's going to be a problem in certain locker rooms uh, for people who are more vocal about it. Uh, you know, Rex Ryan came out and spoke for Trump. Richie Incognito has been, you know, a, a open uh, Trump backer. So that Buffalo locker room is probably really, really interesting. But, you know, no matter what, having emotional conversations doesn't mean you have to start throwing punches. You know what I mean? Like, you can disagree strongly with somebody and disagree strongly with them and still work with them. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, but that that is, that is a really unique moment that we're looking at in history, uh, the fact that he has so many people uh, who are supporting him with, you know, what some of the things that he said and some of the things that he's decided to be for. So it's, this is going to be interesting going down uh, until November. And please hurry up, November, get this over with. Please hurry up. Either yes. way, Either way it goes. <laughs>
2: Yes, either way, you're right, Nas. Either way it goes, just hurry up and get this over with so we can move on to something uh, um, more, I I guess, uh, constructive, so to speak. All right, Um, we got about less than a minute left uh, in the show. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Nas first and then to Jeff. Any kind of closing thoughts or anything that they want to get off their chest before we uh, get out of here? Talk to me, Nas.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I guess I guess I'll just say I'm gonna try to watch the first half of this Thursday night game, and hopefully mm-hmm. something good happens to make it interesting to see if I'll continue to watch. But I mean, if it's uh similar to the product that I've seen over the past few years, uh, I will be looking for an NBA preseason game. So uh, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, the the NFL—they really need to get this stuff together and calm down. You don't have to conquer America. We already love the NFL. Slow down. Right. It's not that serious. Roger, I know you think you're the smartest man in the room. You're not.
2: Okay. Well said,
0: Jeff. Wow. Uh
1: <laughs> not the nail right on the head and uh like uh, everybody knows uh, there's a big hurricane coming, so uh uh First, first and foremost, uh, people got to be safe because uh, this looks real serious. And just a minor thought, it, it could affect some NFL games. I think already uh, the Florida LSU game got uh, postponed and they don't mm-hmm. have a rescheduled date for that. So uh, hope uh, 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 folks down south don't get hit too hard. So,
2: Yep, uh, you're right about that. And I think uh, also Miami Dolphins and the – Carolina Panthers are um, are making contingency plans also, so um, we'll wait and see what happens. I mean, this is a, a Cat four uh, hurricane, uh, winds up over 100 miles an hour uh, supposedly forecasted. In fact, it, ha- it it is right now over 100 miles an hour, um, and supposed to hit uh, the, the uh, central or northern part of Florida and come up the coast. It, it's uh, definitely a, a serious storm and um, millions are uh, fleeing from the, um, from the path uh, in Florida to get, to, to get to somewhere that may be safe. With that being said, uh, I would like to everyone that was listening. Um, I appreciate you uh, jumping in here and, and listening for a brief time to the FSP Crew show. Um, Tune in on Sunday, excuse me, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Vic and I will be uh, holding it down on the FSP show. And then on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Eastern Time, uh, I'll be doing the uh, master plan. uh, Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy football is what I talk about, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Break down every game, uh, all the relevant uh, sleepers, sleepers, studs and duds and waiver wire pickups it's about a two-hour show give or take Um, i try to give as much information out there as i can to help you win your week and hopefully get you to the players and then in turn get you to the championship with that being said i appreciate you all joining me nas and jeff and those that are listening tune in next week we are out of here drop the mic
0: out